Today's sponsor is Headspace. You slept every night of your life, so you should be pretty good at it by now, right? Unfortunately, many of us don't get the quality sleep that we need and could use a little bit of help, and that's where Headspace has got you covered. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. And while they have meditations devoted to helping you reduce stress and increase your overall sense of well-being, they have an entire library of sleep stories, sleep music, and other sleep sounds that can help you get the quality sleep you desperately need. And for busy lifestyles, they have what's called wind downs. It's meditations and breathing exercises that are as short as three minutes so they can fit into anybody's schedule. I personally use Headspace myself. I've tried out some of the sleep stuff. It actually works. Like to me, it actually makes a difference. So Headspace, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And over 60 million downloads. Try it today for free and start sleeping soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleep pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleep pod today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 240. Hey, wanna meet up? Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he preps all of his food for the week on Sunday, Pat Flynn. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me today in this session of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Super thankful you're here with me. And it's just you and me today. No guests on the show today. And I think the last time we did this was actually 10 episodes ago, in episode 230, where I talked about my journey from starting out on stage as a public speaker, and that happened in 2011. And in that episode, episode 230, I actually take you back in the DeLorean, and we actually listen to myself from 2011 and a few of my other presentations, and I give commentary about it. And actually, by far, over the past, I don't know, I'd say 50, 60 episodes, that one has had the most incredible feedback, just because it's done in a very different way. So if you haven't listened to that yet, I highly recommend you check it out. That's episode 230. And of course, the short links to all the episodes are smartpassiveincome.com slash session, and then the session number. So for that one, it would be smartpassiveincome.com slash session 230. And for this one, it would be smartpassiveincome.com slash session 240. So all the links and show notes and resources are going to be there. I'll re-mention that link at the end of the show. But speaking of public speaking, speaking of public speaking uh, and events, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Not necessarily the public speaking part of it, but more so the how do you go to an event and attend it and enjoy it and get the most out of it? You know, 2017 is coming up. Some of you might be looking ahead at your calendar, trying to decide what conferences to go to, where to go and meet up with other people, who you want to listen to. I actually have a schedule on smartpassiveincome.com where I'll be speaking at least where I know I'll be speaking in 2017 right now. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash speaking, you can go ahead and check that out. That's actually also where you can go and hire me if you'd like to hire me to speak on stage for you and your peeps. But anyway, you know, I just actually got back from an event, FinCon. Uh, I'm recording this in September, a week after FinCon just ended. FinCon 
2016, which is the Financial Blogger Conference. And actually, that's one of my favorite conferences. It's actually the first conference I ever spoke at back in 2011. Not the first one I attended, though. I wanna talk a little bit about the first time I attended one of these major conferences, and it was Blog World Expo back in 2010. I'd only only been blogging for a couple years, hadn't yet started my podcast yet, I was about to do that, but I remember buying a ticket for this event and then immediately feeling completely overwhelmed because I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. And how are you know how are you supposed to know what you're getting yourself into until you attend one of these things? Well, hopefully this episode will help you figure that out because I want you to go to these events. The reason I want you to go to these events, even if it's just one of them, is because it's such an amazing experience to get involved with other people who are like-minded, to see them in person, to break bread with them, to watch them speak, to sit next to them in the crowd, to have a drink with them, to have coffee with them, and just be around those people. It's so different than when we do work out of our homes or even in our offices. You know, people don't go to these things to have a bad time. People go to these conferences to have a great time and to learn a lot. And depending on which one you go to, uh, it could be an amazing experience for you However, I remember going back to 2010 and Blog World Expo, which later changed its name to New Media Expo, which later just died out, which sucks because that was one of my all-time favorite events. It was kind of like my home audience, I felt, after I started speaking. But before that, it was one of the first conferences or the first that I ever been to. And man, when I got there, and just let me paint the picture for you, Vegas, right? And I can't remember exactly which hotel it was. I think it was Mandalay Bay. And you go in there and already, you know, it's a casino in Vegas, so there's a lot of people already. And then you see all these people wearing these badges that say the name of the event, Blog World Expo. And then you just see people walking in groups and in clicks and some people walking alone, moving to their next destination, going to the check-in counter. There's a lot, there's a load of people, there are lines of people. And back then I didn't really know anybody and nobody really knew who I was. And so it was just, it was just me. And I did know a few people and I looked, I looked out for them and tried to find them, tried texting them because we connected it beforehand, which is a huge recommendation. If at all possible, connect with other people who you know are going to be with you at this event and even better, try to travel with them if you're coming from the same town because it can be a very overwhelming place to be, especially if you are an introvert like me. So stepping into a space where there's a ton of people, a ton of stuff going on, for me, I just wanted to crawl into a little shell, head back up into my hotel room and just just not even deal with this. You know, I was the kid in the back of the class in school who would never raise his hand unless called upon. And it was the same way even after college, even after I got comfortable talking to people, putting myself in an environment like this where I didn't know anybody, it was very, very scary. Plus, this kind of event, unlike many other events, uh, well, there are many events like this one too. There's different kinds, I'll get to that in a second. But this one had a number of different things going on all at the same time. So the schedule, for example, at 4 p.m. on one day, there might be 10 different talks going on. And so it was a little confusing trying to figure out, hey, which one should I go to? I didn't even know many of these speakers. I, I knew a couple people who I wanted to really listen to, one of those people being Darren Rouse, who was like my hero back then, and he still is, Darren Rouse from problogger.net. Darren, if you're listening to this, I love you, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for all your inspiration when I was starting out in the blogging world. And Darren and I have now since become friends. I've spoken at his event in Australia, uh, Pro Blogger Live, which is awesome. But I remember seeing him at this event walking, and he had like this crowd of people around him, and I just thought, man, this guy is a superstar. 
And then I saw him speak a few days later in a room that was packed, standing room only, and I didn't even get a chance to go in because I was too scared to squeeze my way through and bother people. And to be honest, I did not plan ahead like I should have. I bought a ticket, it was a couple hundred bucks, and I didn't even watch any of the presentations, partly because I ended up finding a couple people that I kind of latched onto, and not in kind of a bad kind of way, not like a like a, a leech, if you will, but I found people who I knew, and I met a few people in and around the halls, and um, started to get comfortable, started to talk to them, and that's really what it takes, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about in this episode. Going into one of these events, like I said, it could be very overwhelming, but there's a few tips and tricks I can give you to help you actually just get through some of that anxiety that that you might be feeling. Now, some of you, you may be extroverts, you may be completely comfortable in these situations, and seriously, kudos to you. I wish I had your just whatever charisma going into some of these things. But for me, it's it's a real struggle. Even today at FinCon, uh, I, I you know go into these rooms and even though I'm on the other side now, I am now the Darren Rouse. And you know people come sometimes to these events to, to hear me speak, which I, I'm just completely flattered and humbled by. Um, but even though it, I'm in that situation, I still walk into these places and sometimes I just wanna escape because people, too many people is, is really scary to me. However, and this is the first trick that I wanna teach you, something that I incorporate all the time, when you just start a conversation, everything gets better. I think all the anxiety happens before you start talking to people. It's all the lead up and you know, the more time you give yourself to psych yourself out, the harder it's gonna be. And that, that, that was my problem at first. I was too much of a chicken and too scared and because of that I thought about it more and I got even more scared. And I actually picked up a fun little rule in a book called The Game by Neil Strauss. Now I will say that this book is not a business book. It's an interesting book about uh, the dating world. And so Neil Strauss and a few other people got together and they lived in this mansion and they were kind of pickup artists as, as they called themselves or what, what do they call PUAs, P-U-A's. Um, but anyway, there were, there were a lot of things in this book that they use uh, for strategies, which, you know, I'm a happily married man, so I wasn't actually reading it for that reason, but I was reading it more so because it was a bestseller and it was a, it was a great book. A lot of people recommended it. And there was one particular rule that they use when these guys were trying to, you know, start conversations uh, with girls. And I remember just, you know, hearing Neil talk about his anxiety when he was first starting out in this journey and, and uh, you know, with these pickup artists that he was learning from that he just would get scared too uh, in a similar way. So he incorporated and they taught him this rule called the three second rule. You may have heard me talk about this before on blog posts and podcast episodes, but seriously, when you are in a people situation, the three second rule can be your best friend. And the three second rule says, never give yourself more than three seconds to psych yourself out if you wanna meet somebody. So you see somebody across the room or you see somebody sitting next to you, you know you should talk to that person or at least introduce yourself don't give yourself more than three seconds. One, two, three, boom, that's it. That's all you give yourself. You must, within that time period, one, two, three, within the, those three seconds, you go up to that person, you introduce yourself. Introducing yourself is very easy. You can ask questions. Uh, one of my favorite things to do to meet new people is, when I'm sitting down and I'm about to learn from somebody who's coming on stage in a few minutes, I just see who's around me and I just introduce myself. I think 
over time, when you do this more, you just get more comfortable with it. And even though I know if I give myself too much time, I will still psych myself out. I don't think there's any getting rid of that for those of you who can relate. But the three-second rule has completely worked for me. I've met a lot of great people. I've spoken to people who were the equivalent of Darren Rouse you know, at recent events who I would have normally been just completely afraid of walking up to and speaking uh, and, and talking to. You know, you don't give yourself three seconds to psych yourself out and you just go and you start chatting. And those initial conversations, uh, once you get started, really everything just starts to happen from there. I mean, when you talk to a friend, for example, when you think about it, you don't necessarily plan ahead on on what you're going to say, but it's your friend. So you're comfortable just saying hi and introducing yourself because you've done it before. When it's somebody new, it's kind of you know, you're afraid of being awkward, you're, you're afraid of being stiff or weird or that person walking away. Uh, but once you get started in that conversation, and remember, people are going to these conferences. You saw, it's not like you're walking up to random strangers on the street who don't even know why you're there. People know why you're there. They're there for the same exact reason. They're there to learn and typically to network and mostly network more than learn, actually. Um, many people are doing this thing now called unconferencing where they go and fly to a conference where a conference is happening, but they don't even attend any of the sessions or any of the keynotes. They actually sit in the hallways and just chat with people. And depending on which conference it is, you may or may not be able to get access to the hallways. But many people do this unconferencing thing because the networking aspect is why people go. So point being, people go to these places to meet and talk with people. And trust me, if the other person is also an introvert, also somebody who's not gonna start a conversation because they've waited longer than three seconds because they are worried about looking bad too or saying the wrong thing, Guess what? You're doing them a favor by being the one who just says, hey, what's your name? Where are you from? What do you do? Those kinds of questions are really simple. And yes, you may say the same thing over and over and over and over and over again to different people. But to that person, it's the first interaction they have with you. So all you have to do is just smile and be confident. Stick out your hand or just look over and say, hey, how are you doing? Are you enjoying the conference? What do you think so far? Who's been your favorite speaker? Those, those are some tricks that I use. I, I often ask, obviously don't ask that if it's the first speaker of the day because then you look, you'll you sound kind of weird because nobody else has spoken. But if it's the second day, for example, I'll say, hey, have you seen anybody on stage that's been great? Or what do you think of the conference so far? Um, or where are you from? What do you do? People go to these places to network and you can start that conversation very easily. It's not as hard as you think. The other thing I always have to check myself with or you know just ask myself is well what's the worst that can happen the worst that can happen is you go to these conferences and you don't say anything right the only mistake you can make is being afraid to make one so just go out there put yourself out there and start these conversations the worst thing that can happen is somebody just doesn't have time or just says sorry i'm busy or you know i don't want to talk right now and that's totally fine You're never gonna see this person again, most likely, or if you do, it'll be in different circumstances where you can then start a conversation later. Now, if you aren't so keen on starting conversations in the hallways, which, again, people are already having conversations, already chatting, if somebody's standing alone, go up to them. They want to talk to people, most likely. Use common sense, however. If somebody's on the phone, obviously don't interrupt them while they're on the phone, but if they're kind of just standing there waiting, just start a conversation. Look at their badge, look at their name, maybe their website's on there. Ask them what that means, what it, you know, not what their name means, but what, what their website means or what their business means. 
you know, all those kinds of things are really, really easy, just conversation starters that can then get you into something where you could potentially have a friendship bud out of that. And actually, a lot of my friends that I now have online are a result of just these little minuscule random conversations that happen in the hallways at these events. And that's why these events are so important. So, you know, I want you to look ahead to 2017, uh, excuse me, and try to see if you, there's one or two of these things that you can go to. Now, I do have a few recommendations because I will be at these events typically. Um, but of course, there's always, you know, family schedules and other things pending, which may mean I might not attend them. But these are ones that I've attended in the past that I that I thoroughly enjoy. So there's Traffic and Conversion Summit in February, which is, in my opinion, a more advanced conference uh, for people who are looking for some of the more uh, new edge, um, you know, brand new strategies that people are using to really increase their ROI. Uh, and it ranges from everything from blogging, podcasting to e-commerce, uh, paid advertising, di anything digital marketing. It's actually run by digital marketer or Ryan Dice, uh, somebody who I highly respect, and he does hang around those circles I typically don't want to be involved with. However, he's one of the good guys I feel. I've met him in person, and I really like him and what he's done. He has a multi, multi-million dollar company, and he's doing some great things in the digital marketing space. Again, that conference is called Traffic and Conversion Summit, and that's, uh, historically, it's always been in San Diego, which is really cool, which is in my hometown, and sometimes I do hold meetups uh, in and around these conferences that are in, in my hometown and where I go speak as well. And I'll talk more about that in a second. The next conference that is happening is in the, I think the second to last or the last week of March. And that is Social Media Marketing World, the largest social media conference in the world. It's literally taking over San Diego and the, in the San Diego Convention Center, the same convention center where they have Comic-Con every year in San Diego. And I know the founder of Social Media Examiner, who is the founder of Social Media Marketing World, and he's awesome. He's actually in a mastermind group with me, Michael Stelzner, and this event by far is the most professional that I've been to. It's a little bit more higher of a ticket price because much of the core audience are, imagine people who are working at the, in marketing firms of, of big companies, you know, those kinds of people, these head of social media at certain companies, you know, those kinds of people are the ones that attend this event, and so this event can command a higher price point, but that doesn't stop the bloggers and the podcasters from coming to this event because, for one, it's huge, so there's a ton of networking opportunities. Two, Michael always puts on an amazing show. Uh, for the last two or three years, the opening party has been on the Midway, which is a retired USS battleship here that's stationed in San Diego off the shore, which is really cool. There's often a dinner cruise or something that happens the second night, really good karaoke going on. So, you know, these things are a lot of fun, uh, but also some of the best speakers come to this event too. Michael always finds some really good speakers. Everybody from Mari Smith to Jay Bear, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk came last year. I mean, really high names in the social marketing sort of atmosphere. So again, that's social media marketing world happening in the sort of the end of March, uh, which is really cool. I'm also gonna be attending most likely Podcast Movement, which I believe is happening in July or August of 2017. And I'm super stoked about this one because uh, it's one of my favorite events, podcasting, obviously. I mean, you're all listening to podcasts right now. It's a very, very big thing. And this conference has become the hub of podcasting nation. And this is where great podcasters in the business space to the entertainment space, Sarah from Serial, 
came to keynote one time and, and all these big names. I had the privilege of keynoting and doing the opening keynote in 2015. I also did a session last year. And if I get to go this year, I will likely be doing another workshop or a session of some kind, uh, which I'm really excited about. And plus the people, the podcasting space is, is like family, yo, because we all have this connection with using our voice to share a message. And I think we can all relate. So, you know, for whatever reason, it kind of, well, not whatever reason, makes sense. We all use our voice to chat and communicate. So when we go to these events, we use our voice to chat and communicate. We just all happen to be there in person. And it really helps the industry. And I think, and you know, there's a great award show there as well. Uh, so again, that's podcast movement. Uh, then we also have uh, the one that I just came back from, which is FinCon next year. It's gonna be in Dallas, which is really cool. It's been changing cities every single year. A couple of years ago, it was in St. Louis. Then it was in Charlotte, then New Orleans, then... San Diego, all the way on the West Coast, and now it's coming back to, to mid-country uh, mid here in Dallas. And what's really cool, and I wanna talk a little bit more in detail about this, were the meetups that were happening in and around FinCon here in San Diego. So one thing that I did, you know, I knew that there were some people who played basketball who were attending this conference. So in the conference Facebook group, I just put out a little message saying, hey, are there any ballers, basketball players in the audience who would like to get together a day before the event? Maybe we'll shoot some hoops. And we had about 25 to 30 people express interest. And so my good buddy, Joel Runyon and I, we rented a couple courts at Balboa Park, which is a nice destination, historical area of San Diego. And we had 20 people come out. I brought some GoPros, we filmed it. And honestly, it was one of the coolest parts of the event, even before it started. Everybody who attended had said, uh, the basketball portion of the event said that it, it was just an amazing way to meet new people, to break the ice, to get a little competition in. Some people just came to watch, which was a lot of fun. So point being, if you are going to an event and you have certain interests, I mean, just plug a message into the Facebook group for that event or just share with the, 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 the owners of that event and, and see if there's any way that you can get other people who have the same interests as you together. I mean, maybe you're a fisherman and you just wanna go out and go fishing the day before with some people from the event. I mean, how cool is that? How Imagine the kind of friendships that, that could be made and the conversations that you could have. Uh, golf, uh, soccer, um, you know, uh, another thing that they did at, at FinCon that I did a couple years ago I uh, wasn't able to do it this year, but it was really cool. It's very easy. It's a vision board exercise. And so J.D. Roth, a former owner of GetRichSlowly.org, another person who had a major influence of, uh, on my blogging career, uh, he led this group of people to cut out images in magazines and start to create their own vision boards. And I think uh, we all have an idea of how important these kinds of things are. And to do it in a group and to inspire each other and to share it with each other, I mean, just so cool. And it's just a little side thing that happened outside of the main event with the speaking and the workshops and the keynotes and, and all the mixers and stuff. Uh, so the basketball thing was super cool. I'm very thankful for everybody who came out. Uh, there's actually some pretty athletic financial bloggers, to be honest. And what's really cool is we're gonna make this an annual thing most likely. So we'll be doing it again in Dallas, having a little basketball meetup and some people in the group who had, who had seen the video that I edited and posted on there said, oh man, we should do the same thing with golf because I golf, I know if some other people golf and you know, golf's pretty cool because it's very casual, a lot of conversations can happen and a lot of business does happen on the golf course. I've actually, I've been on a golf course before making deals uh, and so it's not just a saying. Now the event happened, which was cool and uh, again, we're talking about FinCon in San Diego. 
I was very thankful that my best friend Chris Ducker flew into town from the Philippines with his beautiful wife and we just hung out, we had conversation, also got to see a good friend Grant Baldwin uh, from grantbaldwin.com. He helped me a little bit on the presentation that I was doing uh, for the event, which was really cool because that's his expertise. Uh, Noah Kagan came to town as well, who is a favorite guest here on the SPI podcast. I got to bring him back on because we talked about a lot of great things, especially in our email marketing panel. Uh, our email marketing panel was fantastic. Chris Ducker, Noah, Noah Kagan, and I, uh, and a few others were on that panel. And we just, man, some great information came out. I should, yeah, I should get him on to talk email or something because Noah just has, is, has always uh, just been one to share things in a very interesting way. Although that being said, and he knows this, the last time he was on the show, uh, I spent an hour and a half cutting out all the swear words. Uh, but I think he knows that, you know, I don't do swear words on my podcast because I got kids who listen and, and, you know, it's just who he is, but still I want kids to listen to his information. So that's, that's what I got to do. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent here. A lot of great people came to town. We hung out and had dinner, uh, and, and just, it, it was an amazing experience. The event was great. It's always one of my favorites because it's so well run. Big shout out to Philip Taylor, who, uh, who puts on the event from ptmoney.com. Uh, but another thing I did was before the event, I shared on Facebook, I actually created a Facebook event that was titled SPI Lunch Meetup. And I just put the address of a particular lunch place here in San Diego, a time on one of the days of the event where there was kind of a break for lunch. And it was a two, two and a half hour thing. And I just posted it on Twitter and on Facebook in my Facebook group and on my Facebook page and uh, had about 25 people who came out, which was amazing. It was a lot of fun. Thank you to everybody who came out. Uh, I can't remember everybody's names, but, you know, Michael, Monica, uh, Levi, uh, you know, there were Sarah, so many other people came up uh, and it was really fun. We all went around in a circle and talked about what we were doing, what our biggest challenges were. We were helping each other out and then it just became this really cool organic Q&A session. We talked about everything from, you know, email marketing to mastermind groups to augmented reality and everything. It was, it was such a cool thing. And what's really cool is I saw, and this happens every single time, I saw people in the SPI community who were there, some from San Diego, some from out of town who were there for the event, some who were not even at the event, but people just coming together who just the thing in common was they read my blog. But now they're meeting together. They're gonna form mastermind groups together. They've exchanged numbers. And one thing I'm going to do, and I would love for you to hold me accountable to this, is if I haven't done it already, because you know we record these shows ahead of time, I would love to do a regular meetup like that every single month, at least once a month for the people in San Diego. For people who live in San Diego, they can come out as, as much as they want every single month. For people who are out of towners, maybe they wanna come in for one of them. Maybe it gets to a point where they become big, where maybe it's held in sort of a, with like a seating arrangement of some kind, where I could bring on a guest who comes into town, or we can do some sort of presentations, or somebody in the SPI community can share their findings and practice public speaking, you know, at the same time. It'd be so much fun, I mean, to get the community together. Every time I do this at different events, and I'm actually gonna be doing this again in Minnesota, and by the time this episode comes out, I would have already spoken at Converted 2016 in Minnesota, which is the Lead Pages Conference, and have had done a breakfast coffee meetup in one of those mornings, which I've already planned out. Um, every time I do that, just so many amazing things happen. Great connections happen. I've done one, I did one, I remember doing one in St. Louis at FinCon again in 2013, and I rented a whole pizza place, paid for pizza for everybody, and... What was really cool is some of those groups that were formed that night, 
uh, who, you know, people who were there at the same time, they're still in the same mastermind groups together three years later. And that wouldn't have happened unless I had done that. So if you at all have any sort of following or community or a number of fans, please do whatever you can to, whenever you can throughout the year, try to get your community members together to a point where they can meet each other in person. It's not always gonna be easy. And again, you know, I have, hundreds of thousands of people on social media followings and on you know 20 25 people showed up but that's who was able to show up on that day and sometimes i do these things and you know i did one in vegas that was combined with chris ducker and, and cliff ravenscraft in, two, in 2014 and there were well we had 150 spots but i swear there were more than that that showed up i think some people crashed but that's okay you know we had 200 people show up which was really awesome but when again just getting people together who are like-minded I think people are thirsty for that kind of stuff. And it doesn't matter what niche you're in, it doesn't matter if you you have a business, and it doesn't even have to do about, just get your community together. Because amazing things happen, and when you can become the one to foster those relationships, when you are the one who is the head of where people meet up and have fun and get to learn about each other and, and, and form you know more of a bond with, with each other, it only heightens your brand. This is how you create raving fans. It's not when your community is just talking back to you, but it's when they start talking to each other that amazing things happen. That's when they can start to identify themselves as fans of you who get together in these certain situations because you have set that time and set that date. So make events happen for your community. I think it's a huge, huge thing, and I know I need to do more of it. And so, again, I want you to hold me accountable if I have yet to do this hopefully starting in 2017 is, is, is when for sure it'll happen. I'd love to every single month have a regular meetup, same day, same time, every single month so that everybody knows that that's when we're meeting and they can choose to go there if they have time to or, or not. Or if you're coming in from out of town and you happen to be there on one of those days, you can come by. Uh, I don't I don't know if it would be a paid thing. I'd love it for to, to not be. I'd love it to be some sort of sponsored gig where you know, maybe somebody who sponsors it can come in and talk for 10 minutes to the group or something in exchange for lunch in a venue or I don't know, it could, you know, I still have to figure it out. But it's one of my all-time favorite things to do and I want to do it more and I think you should do it more too if possible. So see if you can get your community members together and a great place to try this out at is at some of these events. These kinds of events have a lot of these side meetups and gigs happening all the time. And this is a great place where you know people are together who share a common interest and you can get people together to, I don't know, play basketball or play ping pong. I mean, that's something I'm gonna do in Minnesota because I remember the last time I was in Minnesota, uh, the guys over at Sam Carp, Brian and Scott, we, we all played ping pong until like the wee early hours of the morning. We found some ping pong slash bar joint and it was so fun. So I could see something like that happening happening more regularly with different people and just get, you know having such a great time. Anyway, just wanted to give you this recap on the latest event and some of the cool things that are on top of my mind right now and what I'm planning for the future. Also give you just kind of a quick overview of what's happening in 2017 for events if any of those seem interesting to you. There are obviously way more events going on than just the ones that I mentioned and you can see a full list of speaking gigs that I'll be at. Uh, in events that I'll be at at, at smartpassiveincome.com slash speaking. And all the show notes and links mentioned for each of these events and other things that I mentioned are gonna be available at the show note link, link uh, like I shared with you earlier, which is smartpassiveincome.com slash session 240. Guys, I've, I've really been enjoying this podcast 
and I will continue to do it in the future for you. I know a lot of you have taken the information that I've shared here, the interviews that we've done uh, with other experts and other people, and, and have actually taken action with it. And I just love you for that. I, I'm so thankful that I have an audience who uh, is actually not just learning, but learning and putting things into place to make change in their lives and the lives of others too. I mean, we're all here to serve other people, I hope. Um, but I know a lot of you also need a little bit more help. Uh, I've been getting messages left and right from people who have been asking for more and, and deeper information about certain things. So what I've done is that I've actually put together a number of courses, and there's more courses coming in the future thanks to your recommendations. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash courses, you'll see a list of the courses that are currently available there or that you can sign up for the wait list for. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. Check it out. Thank you so much for listening in. I appreciate you. I hope to see you in the future, if not here on the podcast through the sort of interwebs here, well, then in person, I'd love to see you in person. If, if you see me, don't give yourself more than three seconds to psych yourself out. I'd love to chat with you. I don't bite. I love talking to people. I love talking shop. And if you see me at an, uh, at an event and you listen to this episode, let me know that you use the three-second rule. I think that'll be really cool. I appreciate you, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast, yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John, who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure, and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.